Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right, so I know that we brought this up once earlier in the week, but wanted to bring it up again because it takes place tomorrow, and that is UFC 280, which, like I said, takes place tomorrow. Two title fights atop what might be the most stacked UFC card of the year so far. The main event is going to see former champ Charles Oliveira taking on Islam Makachev for the vacant lightweight title. The co-headliner is bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling putting his title on the line against former champ TJ Dillashaw, who's looking to become just the second fighter in UFC history with three title reigns in one division. So, like I said, UFC... 280 takes place tomorrow. It's in Abu Dhabi, so the prelims start at 8 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN News and ESPN Plus, and then the main card will begin at 11 a.m. Pacific time, and that streams on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So make sure that you check that out. Yeah, I'm going to be in on that. I'm definitely watching that tomorrow, and uh, I'll have it on. I might, I might just have it on the iPad um, because I got to watch college football tomorrow. I mean that UCLA game. I'm going to be all over that tomorrow. So. I, the idea of UCLA gaining more distance on USC is the concept of that is upsetting. Yeah, but it's here's upsetting. the thing, um, and that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Uh, I told this to Mason the other day. You actually, if you're USC, you want UCLA to keep winning until your matchup, because if if UCLA is undefeated by the time USC gets there, and there's only one loss it still gives you kind of an outside chance to get a playoff berth because then that means there's a decent chance you'll have a rematch against them uh, again as well. So if you beat them twice and they're probably going to be in the top 10 or top 15 both times, then you're, you, know, you have a pretty good bid uh, to get to the college football playoff. Look, I can understand the logic and agree with the logic. It doesn't mean I have to like it along oh, the way. It's not going okay. to be gotcha. enjoyable up to right. that point. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like taking medicine that tastes awful. Like the medicine may work, but you're not enjoying the experience. Stop singing along with that theme, Laura. Laura's a UCLA girl. She's a Bruin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just awesome that both schools are relevant in, in a big way. Not just like, well, you know, they've got a couple, you know, they've got one or two losses or whatever. Like they're they're relevant in the Pac-12. They are relevant in the national discussion. I was going to say, it's a nice way for them to say goodbye to the Pac-12. Right. <laughs> but, well, they got one more year after yeah, this too. So but just to build that goodbye as, yeah. as they both are Is finally Is it one relevant. more year or two more years? I believe it's one more. I think you're correct. Okay. Uh, so it's 2024 they'll I believe start so. in the Big Ten. Um, which, you know, it's funny. I said... I told this to Lindsay, and we were talking about this on the show one day, is because we were talking about obviously the Rams have an issue, you know, at times when uh, certain teams, fan bases come into town, like Buffalo or Dallas or whatever, or the Niners. And I said, You think that's bad? Wait till you see like the Minnesota Golden Gopher fans come into town at the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl because they're going to be like, You know what? It's like minus. 37 here in Minnesota in November or December. We, you know, they're playing at the Coliseum. We're making a vacation out of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's what I think in a lot of ways makes this fun, and it's why you want to expand USC and UCLA to, you know, that Big Ten market. This is a place where those fan bases will travel. Oh, no be- doubt. Because you can make an entire fun weekend of it, extended weekend. Like, it's a lot more fun to go here than Ann Arbor. Like in December? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just, you know what I worry about, not to get too far off the beaten path, because I do want to play this Barkley sound, but I worry about the sports that don't play once a week. <laughs> like, what are you going to do in regards to travel and all that stuff? Like, it, you know, and be a student still at the same time, you know, like that, that stuff, like the Olympic sports, like how are they going to do all that? Are they just going to go on like two week road trips? Uh, to do you know to do the, the the tour of the Big Ten? I mean, were I to guess, if you are an if you're in a sport that ultimately your goal is the Olympics, 
you weren't catered to anyway. Like, in all honesty, because those are but not the you, big... But you still have a travel schedule. No, you, you have a travel schedule, but I'm just saying, yeah. I, I feel like to some to some degree, like, this is the path you chose. Like, it's very, this is the way. You know, yeah. like the Mandalorian. Like, this this is just... <laughs> it's what you signed up for. Like, yeah. you, you don't go... You don't go into like fencing or you know gymnastics to have your ass kissed like it's yeah. just not the way it works by the way excellent mandalorian plug you Thank can you. check that out on uh, disney plus you get the espn plus disney plus bundle uh by going to this website espnlabundle.com you get a discount there that's espnlabundle.com you can get uh the award-winning 30 for 30 library UFC access, including that pay-per-view tomorrow Lindsay mentioned, 35 PGA Tour events, and thousands of hours of college sports. Get the ESPN Plus Disney Plus bundle today. Go to this website for the discount. You can watch The Mandalorian there, too. ESPNLABundle.com to learn more. So, Laura, I already did that uh, live read for you. Look at that happy synergy right there. Look at that. Um, So, yeah, I I get that. But what about baseball, like, for example? Or even basketball. I, I think for some of these kids with basketball, it's just if if you've got aspirations for playing professionally, whether in the NBA or overseas. You just got to deal with it. Yeah, well, it's it's actually in a lot of ways, I think, really good prep for balancing life. Yeah, I, I get that. But what about baseball, like, for example, or even basketball? I, I think for some of these kids with basketball, it's just if if you've got aspirations for playing professionally, whether in the NBA or overseas, you just got to deal with it. Yeah, well, it's it's actually in a lot of ways, I think, really good prep for balancing life with traveling all over the place. Like th- this is what your life is going to be right. one way or the other. Yeah. Well, and particularly because both schools are also very good at basketball now. Right. So you're going to that school. You're expecting to at least have a shot at the pros. Right. Yeah, again, this is the way. Um, all right, so Barkley, Laura, get that sound ready. So Charles, Charles had a lot of fun at the Lakers' expense. Is that fair to say oh recently? God. Who wronged him with the Lakers? Like, <laughs> seriously, who hurt Charles Barkley inside that building in El Segundo? Because, my God, does he take pleasure at watching the Lakers flail about or just lose a game? He loves it. He yeah, loves he, it. He definitely does. And then what I would also add is that um, you know, and he has not always defended LeBron. I, I think so much uh, sometimes to LeBron's chagrin uh, throughout his career. Yeah, but he he definitely took up for LeBron here in this situation. Let's take a listen. Last year and this year, what they're putting around LeBron is an embarrassment. Last year they put all them geezers around him, <laughs> and what they got out there around him right now, it somebody is not doing their job in LA. Period. Them geezers. <laughs> uh, them wrong. geezers is still funny. Yes, it every is time. funny. <laughs> yeah. And poor Carmelo's probably somewhere going like, "Come on, Chuck, man." I'm trying to get back in the league. I want one more season, Chuck. Like, just wait until oh somebody signs me, then do this. Oh my god! You know we should use that as a drop for, you know, because I don't know if you know this. On this show, we refer to Mason and Ireland as Statler and Waldorf. Ooh. <laughs> They would get so mad, especially Mace. Yeah. Oh, oh, you should do that. We yeah. totally should. We should just drop a them geezers. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> See, I also like, much like Chris Morales, maybe not as much as Chris Morales, do like to watch the world burn every once in a while. Nobody. Like, Heath Ledger's Joker does not like watching the world burn as much as Morales. Like, <laughs> nobody true. enjoys it more. True that. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I... But he's not wrong. I mean, it, look, regardless of who you like, th- this, as as Jeannie said, there is a collaboration, right? Well, if there's a collaboration. There's a lot of fingers to point in in that room, too. You know what I mean? Like they they have not done a good job with roster construction, right? Over the last couple of years, is that fair? No, that's not they unfair. Not. No, yeah. they have not. Like yeah. if, they they. This is the thing with the Russell Westbrook deal because there is the narrative that this was something that LeBron and AD and Clutch pushed upon the Lakers and they felt like they had no choice but to do it because they have to capitulate to Team LeBron and Team Clutch, which, by the way, is a narrative that I've never bought into because the Lakers are a star bleeper organization. Like That is the way they've always always been. It's their DNA. And adding somebody like Russell Westbrook I think would be organically appealing to them to begin with but if you actually believe that they made this move like 
LeBron and AD, Rich Paul, went to Rob Palinka, said they wanted to trade for Russell Westbrook. And Rob Palinka went to Jeannie and said, they want to do this. This is a terrible idea. And they did it anyway? That's even worse. Mm-hmm. That's actually worse right. to have made that deal knowing it's not a good idea and still doing it because they're afraid to say no to a guy who's under contract for multiple years. Like, that's actually worse than just misevaluating it. People make mistakes all the time, but to knowingly make a mistake because you're scared, that's way worse. But even then, they still, I mean, beyond Russ, they just, they've not made a lot of great decisions. They've also tied their hands behind their back in a lot of ways on the way to making those bad decisions. They have. They have certainly, uh, they they haven't helped themselves and their cause either, let's just say. It has been, uh, now, it, it's, look, I'll, I'll say this. It netted them a championship. And then where I think the first mistake was made, if I'm really being honest, um, and maybe, you know, I don't know, that season, I was going to say just breaking up the, 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 the championship team, particularly the parts that didn't need to be broken up, like there were um, moves made that felt unnecessary. Um, but if you recall, the year after the championship – I believe they were like, what were they, like 23 and 8 or something like that? And then LeBron had the issue with, you know, Solomon Hill rolled his ankle and that kind of derailed the whole. Like, they were in really good shape at that. They were like a two seed at that point. I'll also defend them in certain respects for that because the turnaround between the bubble and the regular season was nuts. Was nuts. And and I think it would have been legitimately difficult to run that back. I think they needed some guys in that locker room you know, with fresher legs and, you know, who were hungry and, and, and that's fine. But even then though, like trading a pick with Danny Green to get Dennis Schroeder, if you are not exactly sure what your relationship is going to be like with Schroeder, what it's, what it's going to take to re-sign him, that's malpractice after the fact. Or like including a pick to get Westbrook. That blew my mind. I had to read, I had to read the reports of that trade three or four times because I'm like, wait, they're not getting a pick? They, they gave one up? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah, like that that blew my mind. Yeah. but I but I think those type or you know choosing Taylor Horton Tucker over Alex Caruso, if you're going to create a self imposed decision over money, yeah, they chose and, badly. You know, the reporting on that was that the general manager um, made that decision. Well, that's a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, if if that was a basketball decision and not either an economic or a clutch influence decision, like. You know, we prefer Talon stays. Oh, I mean, LeBron liked playing with Caruso. I mean, it was the best. He's uh, LeBron. LeBron is very much into the the numbers and the analytics and the scouting report. He knew the lineups with him and Caruso and what they netted. Yeah, I mean, if if you were in win now mode, choosing Tht over Caruso is indefensible. It's it's an indefensible. And decision. I, it didn't even have to be an either or. To no, be honest didn't. with you, well, no, it didn't. They they when they traded for Russ. My immediate reaction was, oh, well, they have to keep now both THD Correct. and Caruso. Correct. Like, it blew my mind. It never crossed yeah. my mind that yeah. both of them wouldn't be retained because yeah. it felt so obvious they both had to be. So, uh, Barkley's right about a lot of this. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, I just got a text from my wife. Uh, my son is obviously very into sports at four years old right now. Like, he's, he's really into it. Um, so, my wife was trying to watch basketball. And my son has demanded football, and the only football my wife could find is uh, Princeton Harvard at the moment. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that'll He's demanded football. football, and that's what they're watching. She says he's too young, I think, to really know what he's watching. He just he conceptually knows it's football. Yeah. To that's which an- my wife adds, powerhouse football programs. That's hey, listen, enough. don't knock the Ivy League, young lady. It's good enough. Um, all right. Coming up next, our picks against the spread. You are in for Cappy here. He has said that whatever you pick, he will abide by for better or worse. Till death do us part, basically, is what he said about it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So we'll do our picks segment for the NFL this weekend. Plus, then we got a big deal or no deal. And, oh, man, Stephen A. Stephen A gave us some fodder. We got to get to the Stephen A fodder. Stephen A, and this isn't even about sports. It is the, I mean, Stephen A. I love you, Stephen A., but you've gone too far, is what I would say. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. But football picks next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, we're back. That was quick. Sorry. <laughs> Stepped out to the restroom for a second. Uh, sit down on Cap here, AK in the house. Uh, is there a reason we're playing this song or is... Uh... The weekend's coming. Exactly. Oh, the Thank weekend you. is coming. Yeah. Excellent point. Thank Great you. Great observation by you. Sometimes the simplest explanation yes. is the correct one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I am hungry today at this stage of the day yeah man you're feeling it this, especially too if you're like us and your parents with small kids you're eat, you're eating dinner by now you've eaten dinner by now typically in the six o'clock hour well the kids eat dinner and then we try, we tend to eat dinner in like the seven o'clock hour oh do you so, yeah well yeah, we okay. don't eat together here's okay this is the this is the reason you your can, kids are older though well no i only have one child uh, she's 11 oh that's right brian's the one that has right brian has a he has multiple kids running around yeah. i have no idea but um the thing with me is if we eat separately that would mean my daughter eats by herself oh okay. and i don't want to yeah. do that you've got right. small kids they can eat together with your supervision right there's a pair then yes. you and you and kelly can have your own meal right that's how it rolls yeah, here in the crib that's the they advantage in the six o'clock hour, we eat in the, like the seven o'clock hour. <laughs> Coming up in the seven o'clock hour, dinner. Yeah, we have. Uh, my wife today is making. Um, she buys like a pork loin, and she makes. Uh, there's this recipe she got in the New York Times cooking section. We literally only subscribe to the New York Times. I pay seventeen dollars a month so she can get cooking recipes. Basically, I, I get it. A big reason that I'm an LA Times subscriber beyond just wanting local news is a lot of their recipes. And stuff like that are really good. Yeah, like they've so got a good food uh, section. This pork loin, it's a pretzel, pretzel crusted uh, pork sliders. Oh, that sounds good. It is very good, actually. And the sauce they tell you to make is just incredible. It's got like a little horseradish, a little mustard in it. It's just incredible. So it's, it's pressed. Really so if I understand this correctly, the, it's, instead of breadcrumbs, it's pretzel crusted. Right. So you take the whole loin cook it with that and then you slice it up and then make sliders out of those slices right and then you and instead of breading right like uh like breadcrumbs you use pretzel like that, crushed pretzels that sounds legit good it that sounds good. great actually it really is good yeah it's very very good we don't eat it all that often but um you know occasionally you no know, that that's that sounds awesome i love cooking so that sounds something like fun to try i might, I might have to uh hit you up for that recipe later after yeah, the show I'll, I'll send it to you Please. um so in the interim it's time for us to make some picks and you're gonna pick for cappy today uh i haven't decided where the hell i'm gonna do i'm just gonna wing this whole thing today because okay. normally i do like some prep for this stuff but it hasn't worked out because i've been pretty terrible this year in these games we select five games for people that don't know how we play this game and andy you may not either i have no um, idea we always pick like the three games with like the local teams, so like the Rams, the Chargers, and we always consider the Raiders a local team, basically. And um, but the Rams have a bye this week, and so then we select a couple of other games. So we we pick the Niners, Chiefs, because that's I think the biggest game of the weekend this particular weekend. And then Dak's returning, so we added that game against the Lions, and then the Jets and Broncos. I feel like is a pretty big game because the Jets are actually good and the Broncos, you know, they're in the they're in the Raiders Chargers division, why not? So, that was just kind of my logic in picking those particular games. So, 
Laura, hit the NFL music for us here so we can kind of go. And the rules are this. Not only are you picking against the spread, but, Andy, you may have done this back in the old morning show days where, you know, Raj had this game where you assigned, like, a confidence vote to it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have done that. So, like, you pick the game against the spread, but then you have to assign a number one through five. Five being the game you're most confident in picking against the spread, one the game you're least confident in, and then so on and so forth in between. Or, I mean, you can pick within the spread, correct? But, I mean, you're allowed to say that the team will cover, right? It's not all against the spread. They're all against the spread? Yeah, I mean, but you could pick a team. Right, you you could take an underdog. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Of course. Yeah, you're, yeah, just yeah. Picking, you're just picking a team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you could pick an underdog, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you have to assign that confidence vote to right. it. Okay. One through five. Five being most confident, one being least confident. Okay. And so on and so forth. You go first, um, I'll follow. Uh, all right, so first game we have here is the Lions at the Cowboys. As I mentioned, Dak's return. Uh, now, it's interesting here because – the line is six and a half, and one would assume, oh, look, the Cowboys, they've done great with Cooper Rush, and uh, you know they'll be fine once Dak comes back. But I always feel like in these scenarios, that first game back could be a little rough. Now, the Lions have a really good offensive line, one of the better offensive lines in, in the NFL. The reason I bring that up, Andy, is because – the Cowboys have a great defense, particularly a front uh, a front seven that's excellent, led by Micah uh, Parsons. But when you have a good offensive line, I feel like the the, the Lions, who have performed well, at, uh, you know, inside and indoors, I think have a chance here. So I think that Dak struggles a little bit. I think the Lions play well. I'm not like super duper confident of it. So I'm going to take the Lions, and that's going to be my one. That is actually also my one. I I am actually very confident that Dallas is going to cover. I think Dallas is actually going to be very excited to have Dak Prescott back in this game. And I agree with you, the Lions offense has been good in part because that line has actually been pretty solid. But Dallas's defense during this time without Dak, they've turned into a wrecking machine. Like yeah. Micah Parsons just reeks havoc oh my god he's arguably the best defender in the nfl right Right. and i just think ultimately that is going to be too much for the lions to attempt to beat that spread so that's my one as well uh lins well i'm gonna go ahead and pick dallas uh i think they're gonna beat cappy's boy over there in uh detroit his best friend his favorite coach of all time but i'm not super confident so that's gonna be my one laura um, I'm actually going with the Cowboys too, and that was my win. Okay, fair enough. So one uh, means least confident, correct? Correct. Okay, correct. good. I'm doing this right. That is yes, very exciting. You are good yes. to go, sir. Yeah, there you go. All right, next Jets at Broncos. Now, Russell Wilson has been like it's been a mess, right? Like I think that's probably the best way to describe it. it it's there's a lot there with Russell Wilson where you're like, is this really the Russell Wilson that we expected to see? Well, he hasn't shown up just yet, but I, I figure at some point this thing has to work itself out. I feel like the Jets, even though they have a winning record, are not as good as their record shows. They kind of lucked out in one of those games where Miami was starting like a – or they were starting Teddy Bridgewater. He got knocked out in like the first play. They played against like a third-string quarterback. Um, you know, Green Bay has been a kind of a mess because Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust anyone. Um, I feel like the Jets are pretty good, don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel like this Broncos defense – um, that's been the one aspect that has been fantastic for them. So I, I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. And at, at, you know, at some point, the Broncos are going to show that they are the Broncos we thought they were. And I'm going to go big on this one. That I'm taking the Broncos. They are one-point favorite. And I'm going to make that my five. I'm going the exact opposite route of you. I'm taking the Jets upsetting the Broncos, whether it's a one-point line, Correct. Correct. I think the Denver has looked increasingly worse as this season has gone along. We're now hearing that Russell uh, Russell Wilson's had shoulder issues. Yeah. He's had hamstring, hamstring issues. issues. Yeah. And the way this – with a de- going up against a defense that, like you said, has been better than anybody expected, disruptive, I think they're going to pull the upset in Denver. That is my five. I feel strongly. Okay. Lynn's? Um, I'm also going to go with the Jets. I think the wheels have fallen off uh, in Denver and with Russell Wilson. So that's going to be my three. All right. Laura? I'm going to go and pick the Broncos, and that's my three. Okay. Uh, Next game we've got, uh, let's see, the Texans and the Raiders. Now, the Texans have played – 
Man, they've played teams tough for the most part this season. The Raiders have been so up and down. I have no idea like what to expect in this particular game. Uh, I feel like seven is a lot. Like I don't think the Raiders are good enough to beat anybody by more than a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Texans in this one to cover the spread. I think the Raiders will win, but I'm not like super-duper confident, so I'll take the Texans, and that's my two. I'm going to take the Raiders covering and a four, and the reason I feel fairly strong about it is just Houston can't score. And the Raiders can at least score, even though I know Houston's defense has been good enough. I think the Raiders are just going to play at a pace that Houston can't keep up with. So it's not even so much that I think the Raiders are that great because they're clearly not I just don't think Houston can go in a in a score by score battle with them. So four Raiders covering. All right, Lynn's next. All right, so I think the Raiders have gotten some really bad breaks. I don't think they're as bad as their record says they are, and I think they're going to go on and win like five in a row. So I'm picking Raiders, and that's my five. Ooh. Ooh. Oh wow! All right, go ahead, Laura. All right, Sedano, you are solo dolo. I am also taking the Raiders, which I normally. I'm don't like solo do. on pretty much every pick yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm taking the Raiders. I'm not confident, but I already used my one, so I'm gonna do Raiders too. Okay. Uh. Next, we have Seahawks and Chargers. So Seahawks and Chargers. I, I, the Chargers are another team that I feel like I don't have a great read on. I've actually done one of their games this year. But with the Herbert injury, so originally that injury was supposed to be like the recovery time for him to be like 100% was four to six weeks, except the problem is you're supposed to do that recovery by not playing. <laughs> um, and he's obviously had to play because he's, good, he's he's a gamer. This kid, like everybody I talk to says that that kid just eats, breathes, and poops football. <laughs> um, well, the eating will do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> that's true. Eventually you have to poop. <laughs> this um, how the body works, George. But Seattle has been really good, I think, or actually better than I expected. How about that? They've been a surprise. Geno Smith is just like playing within the structure of the system. That The defense is not great, but they've got a good running game. They certainly still have weapons on the outside in Metcalf and Lockett, um, and they've got a number of tight ends that they can throw the ball to. I feel like Seattle can hang with the Chargers. So I'm going to take Seattle plus the five against the Chargers, and that's my three. George, you basically summed up my entire thing. I got Seattle plus five at my three as well. The Chargers are really difficult to get a beat on right now, and Seattle has been surprisingly tough this year. Kenny Walker or Kenneth Walker making his starting debut last week. I know this because he's on my fantasy team. He was fantastic. Yeah. And that's just a, it actually feels like one of those unfortunate blessings in disguise like the way that he might now become yeah. their focal point uh, with the running back. So, yeah, Seahawks covering three. Linz? So I love me some Geno Smith. Picked him off the waiver wire in my fantasy league. And it's a great story. Like, good for him. He overcame a lot of adversity, and obviously he's doing his thing in Seattle. So I'm picking the Seahawks, and that's going to be my two. All right. We're all picking the Seahawks, because so that's who I have as well, and that's my four. Okay. There we go. Uh, last one, Chiefs-Niners. Um, Chiefs coming off a tough loss, obviously, against the Bills. The Niners uh, also kind of dealing with a situation last week against the the Falcons that kind of uh, uh, was a little – was much – certainly was a – I guess – how would I describe this? I think that game last week I think surprised some people um, in the way that that one kind of materialized with the Falcons beating them. But look, the West Coast team going east, that stuff is always hard. Uh, the Niners are coming back uh, home to play this. Oh, no, actually, it's, is this in Kansas City or is this in, in no, San Francisco? it's in San Francisco. Okay, okay. So the Niners are the home team in this one. So I like them coming back home. I know the, the, the gambling to me sometimes it's like these lines are set based off what they think the majority of the herd is going to do, right? And most people are like, the Chiefs aren't going to lose two in a row. So, you know, they make this line and they, they make it like two, right? And they're like, oh, two Kansas City? That's a gimme. And then what happens is the opposite. So because of that, I'm going to use that logic against them. And I'm going to take the Niners in this one plus the two points at home. Give me the home doggy. This one. And that's George, my four. This one is so hard for me. Because I think the Chiefs have been a really difficult team to figure out this year. They have not always looked like what you've expected. The Niners, are they going to have Christian McCaffrey? 
Like, is he actually going to be active? Apparently, he wants to play in this game. If he's going to play in this game, how are they going to use him? Like, I, this one is really just schizophrenic for me to try to put a beat on. I'm going to say Chiefs covering, but it's a two. Like, I don't feel good about it at all. All right, Lynn. I think the 49ers are like, they're definitely the team to beat in the division. And just like you, George, I only have the four left. So that's what I'm picking. Okay. Lada. All right. Since I'm a Rams fan, I only have my five left. And I'm not going to use it to give it to the Niners. So I'm going to go Chiefs five. Okay. There you go. So that's our picks against the spread. Uh, Andy, we'll see uh, how you did for Cappy uh, on Monday. I did my best, Cappy. We haven't gotten an update in a while either. So. Uh, okay, well, let's do that on the other side before Big Deal or No Deal because we're okay. running out of time here. We're kind of late, all right? So let's do that. All right, Big Deal or No Deal next in 90 seconds. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lens, give us the update on the picks and then do big deal or no deal. Thanks, Adano. Super excited to update you. And that's because... I am in the lead right now. So we did not do picks last week because we had a short show. It was Friday. You weren't here. We just kind of skipped it. But after week five, Laura went over. Sorry, girl, but you went over. Okay. And now Laura is in last place with 30 points, followed by the one and only George Sedano with 35 points. Creeping up behind you there is Cappy with 43, and I'm in the lead with 46, so... All three of us got 10 points last week, and then Laura got zero points. So it was a very lopsided, weird week. Damn. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. That's what you get when you pick the Rams as your five every time, Laura. Yeah, I'm a homer. What can I do? <laughs> it's okay. I also well, said yeah. the Dodgers were winning the World Series, and here we are. You know, <laughs> you know, I'd be saying the same thing if my team were still in it, you know? Yeah. All right, so anyway, back to uh, Big Deal or No Deal, which happens to all be NFL stuff that we did not have time to get to today because we've been talking about the Lakers all day. So we'll get our fix of football here. Starting off with Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore, who requested a trade yesterday after airing his frustrations with how the team was using him days earlier. And you know what the Jets said? They said too bad. And then Jets coach Robert Sala said today that the team is not willing to trade him. And not only that, he's not going to play this Sunday either. Sala said that Moore will be inactive and he's not even going to travel with the team to Denver for their game with the Broncos. So is it a big deal that this is happening behind the scenes, especially when the Jets are off to their best start since 2015, Sedano? Um, is it a big – well, I mean, just I think you, you nailed it at the end, right? Just It's been since 20 what, you said? Uh, since 2015 that they've had they've, – they've gotten off to – what are they, 5-1? and one? Yeah, so there you go. Then, then that answers your question. I think just based on – I mean, that's seven years ago. So just based on that alone, it's got to be a big deal. No, AK? Yeah, I mean, you want to try to create momentum, and Elijah Moore is theoretically an important part of what you're looking to do. Plus, he, he's a young guy. Like, you know, he's somebody that, at least in theory, could be part of your future moving forward. And, you know, a team that's – a team that has not been there before – or in a long time, they don't know how to act like getting through this sort of adversity. So, yeah, I think it is a potentially big deal. How many times have you guys ever seen like a player come out and say, like, request a trade, and then a team just say publicly, no? I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Usually they kind of like dance around until they find somebody, and then it's just kind of like this weird, awkward thing. But, yeah, I think it's kind of cool that the Jets are just like, sorry, man, we're not trading you. You're too good for us. 
that's become the new thing. It's like what the Nets did with Kevin Durant. They're like, no, we're not, we're not moving you. Too bad. Kevin Durant, of course, is no Elijah Moore, but I mean, vice versa. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So former Washington tight end Chris Cooley is going to be honored in an upcoming ceremony for being a franchise great. But the two-time Pro Bowler said that he's not going to attend the ceremony simply because he doesn't want to. Cooley, who spent his entire nine-year career in Washington, said that he's appreciative of the honor and of the time that he played for the team. But at this point, he doesn't have any desire to be involved with the Washington Commanders. Is this whole situation here a big deal or no deal? Andy, you go first. I feel like everything with the Commanders is a big deal. Like, yeah. that, that place is just falling apart. Like, that that whole organization, not literally, but figuratively, needs to get burned to the ground and rebuilt. Like, it is just <laughs> a toxic sewer over there like what about that place is good at all like nothing is good about you've got owners who want daniel snyder out like how often do you hear an owner say yeah this guy should be gone that never happens because all these guys know like all right this could swing back around to me you know like jim you know jim mercy has had his share of public struggles himself and, you know, he was the first person to say, like, yeah, I, I think Daniel Snyder should be gone. So I would say anything involving the commanders is by definition a big deal. Uh, I would agree. Um, and, and look, you know, I don't blame Cooley for being like, nah, I'm good. Peace out. You know, I, I don't, especially with just kind of how radioactive that franchise is. All right. What's next, Linz? All right. So did you guys see like the whole like I guess you could call it like a heated exchange between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury last night. Yeah, I okay. Did. So instead of me going through all the, you know, the drama of it, basically long story short, quarterback Kyler Murray and his head coach Cliff Kingsbury had an animated verbal exchange after the team took a timeout with the play clock winding down on a first and goal play last night. Like I said, long story short, Kyler Murray could be seen saying to his coach, calm the bleep down as he moved yeah. toward the sideline. And then Cliff Kingsbury was kind of like going back at him, but then DeAndre Hopkins got between them. So then Arizona came back and won the game, so that probably eased a lot of the tensions, but we know how fiery Kyler Murray can be. So do you see this exchange that he had with him and his coach a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, no. I mean, that stuff happens more. Again, we have now know in sports, like, I, I don't know, I've just been around sports now for a long time. That stuff happens more than you think. It's just a lot more cameras now these days. And it also happened as he was walking off the field. So I think that obviously there'd be a million cameras on him. But stuff like that happens on the sidelines all the time. Um, I am trying to uh, speak into existence, Lindsay, that this is a big deal. Because as an Arizona Cardinals fan, I want a different coach on that team. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm hoping this is a – I am hoping that this is something that gets blown up because it's become pretty obvious Cliff Kingsbury ain't the dude. He ain't I the just one. feel he's like not, yeah. there's always something going on with Kyler Murray where he's, like, not taking – like, he's he's never, like, holds himself accountable. He's never like, yeah, man, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm the quarterback. This loss is on me. Like, my bad. I feel like he's always trying to like blame somebody else, and there's always some kind of drama with him. So there that's kind of why. That may I be, like but it's... he's a better quarterback than Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. You're Agreed. Right, 100%, yes, both 100%. things can be true there. Yes, 100%. Um, any more, or are we good? That's all I've got for big deal or no deal. All right, cool. All right, coming up next, final segment of the show, Stephen A., was asked the question, Andy found this earlier. He was asked the question during an interview um, if, you know, who would play him in a biopic, basically. And the I, I, I shouldn't say that you should be surprised by the answer, but I would say, I don't know if I, I'm all that surprised, but it just, it just fits Stephen A. Like, it does. It fits Stephen A, exactly what you think of Stephen A, and I love Stephen A. But Stephen A is Stephen A in right here, okay? That's all I'll say. That's my tease on that. Plus... Uh, I want to get into UCLA and their prospects this weekend against Oregon. It's the big matchup. It's the biggest matchup in college football, I think, this weekend. Uh, and it's the, the Pac-12 is having a nice season. And uh, <laughs> how <it's> ironic, funny. <laughs> yeah, considering all the disaster that surrounds kind of their uh, finances. But it, it's been really interesting to see how good the, the conference has been this year. So we'll get to that and the big high school rivalry this weekend. We'll touch on all that before we get out of here. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yep, last segment of the week. Hope everyone has, uh, has a great Friday and a great weekend. Be safe out there if you're uh, hanging out. You know what I mean? Que calor. It's getting hot. Although it was nice today. It was hot yesterday, the last couple of days. It was it hot was, in the studio for a while. Yeah, I was going to say it was hot here, like in downtown when I was like, I'm like, what the hell? Should be yeah. fall. Daddy. Weather's supposed to be nicer, though, this weekend. I hope so, man. It was getting back up earlier in this week in the 90s. Yeah, okay, it was brutal. Like it's October. Seriously. Yeah, I'm but October Dallas, is though. like low-key hot still. I know here. it is. It, it is. Man, yeah. this city, like everywhere across the country, the weather's just gotten bizarre. We don't have seasons here, so I'm kind of used right. to it. I should, dude. I, well, I I remember when I lived in Pasadena in October, it was always hot. Still, that's true. I'm going to Dallas this weekend. I heard it's hot as AF over there. Oh no, there it's hot. It's like an oven. Uh, yeah. Not looking forward to it. my hair. It's not going to be happy. <laughs> Your girl washed her hair. She did, and it ain't going to look pretty over there. I'm the frizz. Saying, yeah. You get the frizz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So let's get to the Stephen A. thing. So, Andy, you found it, so kind of give us the build-up here. Stephen A. was on, I, I want to say with Charlemagne the God, on, oh, yeah. on his show, and talking about Stephen A. has a memoir, I think, coming out? Yes. Or, or it is out. A book. One, yeah, yeah a book. it's a book, yeah. And they were talking about the movie version, inevitably, that will come out of Stephen A.'s life, because he's Stephen <laughs> A., and everybody right. loves him, and he's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlemagne asked him who would play him, who would want to play him in the Stephen A. Smith biopic that we would eventually see. And Stephen A.'s answer, George, as you said, was very Stephen A. Do we have it? Oh, no, we don't. We were, I did not put the sound in for that one. That's on me. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know you guys wanted the sound for it, my bad. I was just oh, telling more okay. off the air. No I was problem. like, oh, no, we were just going to read it. Okay, well, it's I, okay. I so who did he say? He said pre-slap. <laughs> It would have been Will Smith, but right oh. now he feels wait, like... Wait, wait, pre-slap, it would have been Will Smith. Pre-slap, okay. it would have yeah. been Will Smith, but now, you know, not not uh, not not a lot of people looking to get into the Will Smith business, although if this new uh, Emancipation movie of his comes out uh, and does well, because it, it's, uh, it's an Apple Plus movie, Apple TV movie, if it does yeah. well, it's supposed to be pretty good. Lord, do you have, like, some Hollywood-themed music that you can play here? Because, AK, you did, in honor of Stephen A. wanting uh, – so he, Will Smith pre-slap, did he have someone post-slap, or was he just going to stick with Will Smith? Uh, he had a couple – like, Jamie Foxx got brought up to him, oh, but then he said yeah. Jamie Foxx is busy playing Mike Tyson. Right. Um, there were a couple other actors. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. He didn't – he didn't really commit one way or the other. His only his only real prerequisite was this has got to be somebody that makes me look good. And by make me look good, he means physically. Like right. he wants he wants a handsome actor to play him. Gotcha. Now you have said that you have found you have you have casted the role of the six hosts that you hear daily here on 710 ESPN. I would love to hear you as a casting director. What do we got here? Well, starting with Travis and Slee in the morning. Um, Travis, I I love him. He's my friend, but he can be a bit of a curmudgeon. So I was thinking about curmudgeonly actors, and I initially went with Paul Giamatti, but but then I thought Travis might want somebody considered a little more classically handsome. Well, and the other thing is, like, Paul Giamatti also kind of, like, you know, Travis is a big dude. Well, so that's, I, you know. that's the other thing. Yeah. So I ended up going with, um, and Travis would uh, call himself often a man of a certain carriage, and this is an actor who I really like, but he has developed a bit of carriage himself, Russell Crowe. 
Oh, I think Russell Crowe could okay. be good casting for Travis Rogers. I, I like it. Let's go. Alan right. Sliwa. I decided oh, okay. to go with a character actor who loves a uh, just an overall challenge. Yeah. He's a t- he's a tough one to cast, I feel. He like. is probably tough. the toughest. He yeah. he was very difficult to come up with. So I landed on Jeremy Strong, the actor who plays Kendall Roy on Succession because oh. he's kind of a chameleon, loves a big challenge, and he does like sort of, you know, beaten down and defeated really well. And, You're right. And, That's and a good one. I, I feel like that is sort of the all shucks that Sliwa puts out a lot. So I went with Jeremy Strong for Sliwa. We get to Mason in Ireland. My original for Ireland was an actor named Stephen Heintner. He's the guy that plays Banya on Seinfeld. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I think is per- it's yeah, perfect. Because, yeah, I mean, that yes. guy's just all big, excited Wait, energy. What's his name? I need to look it up now. Steven Heitner. Yes. He plays okay. Banya on Seinfeld. And, like, Banya, that character thinks every thought he ever has is the most exciting thing ever said, which is just yeah. like Ireland. Yeah. But then I decided he's not big enough to be cast in this movie. So I went with Jim Carrey. I thought Jim Carrey could have some of that big. Oh, Jim Carrey can do Ireland. They also yes. have similar hair in yes. a lot of a lot yes. of times. Yes, I thought yeah. I yeah. thought about yeah. that Good swoop hair. in Ireland's yeah. hair. Yeah, Mason. My, I'll tell you, would have been great casting, but he's no longer with us. Bob Saget. I think oh, would have yeah. been really good casting for well, Mason. Well, Mason said the other day on on the show that uh, people would uh, say that he's like a heavier Bob Saget. He looks like a heavier set Bob Saget. But since since he is no longer with us, I decided to create a Dumber and Dumber Actors Reunion, Jeff Daniels. Oh, there we go. As Steve Mason. So yeah, you've got I like Jim it. Carrey and Jeff Daniels reunited for Mason Ireland. I like it. I for like Scott it. Kaplan, okay. went with Paul Reiser. I think Paul Reiser could capture all of the weirdness yeah. and the neuroses yeah. of Cappy. Yeah. Like it's, it's a challenging yeah. role. This is a I role. haven't seen Paul do anything in a while, but yes, I, I do agree. And yeah. then for you, Uh-oh. George Sedano. Yeah. I decided to go with Michael Pena. The See, act- I would have gone with Michael Pena, too. I, I like Michael Pena. Michael Pena, he uh, probably best known for Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, um, and I realized- He's been in a ton of things. Oh, he's though. a great actor. And, yeah. and I thought he could be good for you, George, because like you, he can be funny. Like you, he can be serious. He's got a real presence. So I- and people want to see him on the NBA sidelines. And he's feisty. And he's feisty. He, he is, is feisty. feisty. So That's Michael sure. Pena would be playing you. He's been in a lot of movies. I just I'm looking up his IMDb right now. He's a good um, actor. He's a really yeah. good actor. He Crash. Remember that movie? Yeah, he, he was in Crash. He was, uh, he was on the Shield for a season. Really yeah. good on that. Yeah, yeah. He was in. Uh, he did them a movie with was it Jake Gyllenhaal too? I forgot. What, um, I think I'm thinking of the same. He the played Caesar Chavez. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He's he a, he's a really really good actor. Ant Man. Yeah, you're right. So he's that's a, good. The Mar- he was in The Martian. That's right with uh, uh, Matt, his face? Matt Damon. Matt. Matt Damon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my actors for the uh, 710 biopics that will uh, inevitably be coming out. I think out. that's pretty good. What do you think, Laura? What do you think? You like those? Yeah. I, I would have picked for Cappy the one that everybody thinks he looks like from, um, I forgot the actor. They're, uh, come on, Laura, I think. Let me Google. Hold on. But there's a guy that looks I know just... who you're talking about, and I can't remember his name. Thank you. What's was... he been in? Uh, um... Like I can't even think of things that he's he. Oh, he was uh, Gary. Is it Gary uh, something? Uh, something. Gary Sinise. Yes, Gary yes. Sinise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. actually, you know what? That's better. Yeah, Gary, Gary Sinise, Sinise is yes. pretty spot on. Thank you. That that one. Yes. That's. I like, everybody else I like. I like. I like Steve Heitner better for Ireland because I looked him up now, <laughs> oh. and now that I know who you're talking about, yes, one thousand. And if you've ever seen Seinfeld, like that Banya character, the Banya energy is Ireland. Yep. Like it's perfect, actually. Who would play Michael Thompson? Michael Thompson. Michael. Nobody can capture right. Michael Thompson. I was going to say, couldn't he just play himself? What about you? Who would you cast for, like, yourself? Or hmm. Keyshawn. For Key? Oh, Key is playing himself. That's true. He Key would never, never dare let yeah, anybody else play true. him. What about you? Well, um, when I used to have hair, I used to get told at times <laughs> that I looked like um, Rafe or Joseph Fiennes. I used to get told that sometimes, particularly mm-hmm. when my hair used to be long. But now, it's obvious I would have... Jason Statham, who I've hmm. decided is my spirit animal. Oh, he's I, great. Yeah, I he's love great. him. That, that is the look that I'm trying to, to convince myself okay. I've adopted. So mm. Jason Statham. It's a good oh, one. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. How much time do we have here, Laura? 5750. Uh, so we got like yeah, three minutes. Three minutes. Um, all right. Real quick, I want to shout out one more time. Um, the East LA Classic today. Uh, you got 
Roosevelt from Boyle Heights, Garfield High from East L.A., basically a couple blocks away from each other. It is a huge deal at the Coliseum. Black Eyed Peas are going to perform at halftime. There will be thousands of thousands of people there. Um, and this is like one of the most storied rivalries in all of Southern California, probably west of the Mississippi, to be honest with you, as far as how far it goes back. The alumni have these big events uh, pre-game, post-game, at different places uh, in the city. So cool stuff if you're a high school fan or you just love kind of the historical aspects of sports here in Southern California. And then on the college level, I know you're a USC guy, Andy, uh, but UCLA and Oregon, I know you, you, in theory, you should be rooting for UCLA, but I'm guessing you're going to be rooting for Oregon because you don't want UCLA to win. It, look, you are 100% right about why I should want UCLA to win because hopefully if SC eventually beats them, it makes the win look better. It's just hard to retrain my brain around the idea of wanting to see UCLA do well. It's just hard. It's a difficult thing to do. I know. I get it. It's hard. You're not wired that way. But you're right. You are 100% right. If USC fans are being practical about this, like the way we talked about Dodger fans should just wrap their head around Carlos Correa. Ugh, no, never. Nope, nope. You got to. Practical. You're practical about it, yes. Yeah. Hate him. Hate him. okay. I mean, listen, Mookie Betts, when he came here, I remember people were like, he was a cheater on the Boston team that cheated too. And look how that worked. No, but it was different. Let's be honest, man. Everybody in ba- baseball is the cheatiest sport in all of sports. Super like, cheaty. It's all like cheating's the culture. Yeah. Like it's all just like cheats become like legendary. Like Gaylord Perry wrote a book, like Me and the Spitter. I think that's what it's called, all about like using that spitball. If you're not trying to cheat, you're not trying to win, right? It, that's what all this is. But they never. In. I'm petty, remember? I've admitted this. <sighs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. There is that aspect of the equation as well. So, um, All right. Well, listen, uh, AK, any big plans this weekend? Uh, yeah, we're going this weekend. My daughter's got a volleyball game, and hey. then we're going to go visit some friends of my wife. And then uh, Sunday, Brian's youngest daughter turns four. Oh, happy or birthday. We're having the birthday, birthday party birthday. for her turning four. So we'll be there on Sunday. Happy early birthday. Uh, all right, man. Well, thank you for sitting in today. We appreciate it as always. No, thank you for having me, man. This was Ho- fun. It's been a hopefully, while. It's been hopefully, a we'll we'll do it again very very soon. Please. Um, excellent work, AK. Excellent work, Lindsay and Laura. Uh, you guys, Laura. What's coming up next? Just ESPN Radio. Yes, Freddie Coleman. I we have like under a minute, but I want to give a shout out because I know you gave a shout out to the East LA Classic, but my high school kept our bell blue over the last weekend, so. You know, it's not a huge rivalry, but we beat the Sierra Vista Don, so boom, it's still blue. Sorry, just had to throw it out there. All right, sounds good. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.